Welcome to Glass Bones Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Burke. Joining me today, as always, is the fantastic Mr. Kyle Franz. And today, we have a very special guest for the beginning of the podcast, which happens to be my brother. So, Mr. Zach Burke, welcome to the show. It's good to be back. It's nice to be on one with you. Yeah, right? <laughs> Since, you know, normally Kyle just replaces me with my brother. Hey, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Better gotta be get than the, his brother. Got to get the uglier Burke here sometimes. <laughs> Watch out for those bears, Shane. Oh, yeah. They're going to be attracting. <laughs> it's going to be great. Oh, yes. So, Zach is joining us to preview the Buffalo Sabres. So, Zach, why don't you tell us a little bit about why it is that you picked the Buffalo Sabres? Because for those that don't know, Zach is actually a Flyers fan. Don't hold it against him. We aren't those type of Philly fans. But, yeah. So, Zach, tell us a little bit about what, what attracted Buffalo to you. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to go with with Buffalo. You know, I uh, obviously have grown up a Flyers fan, but I've been a big uh, Buffalo fan for quite some time since the Ryan Miller days and Danny Breer being one of my favorite hockey players ever, uh, watching him play as a Sabres captain for a while. And, you know, there's a lot to build off with that team. I mean, I think uh, me personally, they're my favorite jerseys in the NHL. So especially since they went back to the, uh, what's it, the Buffalo head, I guess is what it is. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, the black the black saber tooth one is it's it's got to be the best jersey in sports. <laughs> well, I think. Especially now going to the all white ones mm-hmm. too. It was really, really nice. good. The white and red, yeah. So that's definitely something that's attracted me to them, uh, and just their roster alone. I mean, I'm a huge Tage Thompson fan. I love watching him play. A guy that's you know basically a tower out there dominating the league. Um, I mean, not necessarily dominating the league, but really contributing to his team and you see how much that team hurts when he's not there. You know, it's just been really fun to watch the youth grow in an organization that's needed some life there for a long time. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting to me looking back on that trade and I don't think anybody expected Thompson to be what he was last year, yeah. but it's funny. People are all over blues. Oh, why would you give up? And why would you, and, People forget when they traded him, he didn't look like he looked like he was going to be a third line center. Like he did not look like he was going to be this. Yeah. So well, it's not until the last two years, I think, is where it's really been like, okay, this guy might be a superstar. You know. Yeah, and it's interesting, and it's funny how that goes. And the and I mean the big frame helped him for sure, and that's something else. I mean, it takes a while for the big guys to come into their own, and so sometimes you got to wait. And Buffalo waited, and mm-hmm. they got the prize because. That makes a Riley trade very digestible. Yeah. It was like you paid a lot to get him to Buffalo, and then he gets there, and it just doesn't work, and now you need to trade him, but to get back what they got back. And it's, it's kind of the same thing they did with Eichel, where it's like, okay, it sucks that we have to move on from you, but at the same rate, at least we're getting such valuable pieces back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think uh, Alex Tuck is going to have a huge year this year, especially if he ends up on the top line with Tage Thompson. And, you know, I mean, I, I think he's uh, – He's due to have at least, I mean, personally, I think he could hit 45 goals this year. Alex Tuck could. Um, I mean, you know, I don't necessarily call it a hot take, but I think Tage Thompson's going to hit at least 50. I think he might even hit 55 this year. But the big thing is staying healthy the whole year, not running out at, you know, what's it, the last eight games of the season he missed? Or maybe it might not have been eight, but still missed some time at the end of the season, which definitely hurt. I mean, he was right there to hit that 100-point season. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah, and stinks for him. But. Yeah, they were pushing for the playoffs too. It was a terrible yeah. time for him to go down because yeah. he's obviously I had him as my fifth best center in the NHL. And that might be a little stretch, but I just truly think he's got the build. And at that size, if you move like that, we yeah. found out that that brings success in the NHL, no doubt. Yeah. So I you're mean, saying he's on the same level as McDavid? Yeah, yeah, they're the same level player. That's mm-hmm. what I'm hearing. Yeah. Five on my list is five on your list. Same, same right? Yeah, wow. we can bring Elliot I mean, on to give another disappointing argument to Mike Thompson there. I mean, we could also say that Tage Thompson could be number three. I mean, and McDavid's still five. So, <laughs> Ooh. I'm not putting I'm not putting Thompson that high. Are we? <laughs> I, well, I like to give hot takes, but not that, not quite that hot. I so. mean, if we could watch Tate Thompson score goals like he did against Tampa that one game, I'll yeah. be happy to watch every game he plays. <laughs> yeah, well, going back to that trade real quick, just to hit on that, like people were, I have seen people like knock in St. Louis for that, but I mean, Ryan O'Reilly did bring them a Stanley Cup, mm-hmm. so I think both teams in the end just made out. I thought in the in the long haul, like that trade just worked out for both sides and. Yeah, absolutely. I think every hockey fan really does like when that happens. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's it's nice to see that Buffalo is making the strides in the right direction. You know, Darlene took a huge step forward this year, and I think he's only going to go further up the the ladder this uh, upcoming year. And I also think that Owen Power is another one that's going to make a huge leap this year, as far as being that uh, solidifying that second line defense. Uh, especially because I do think he's a much better defenseman than Darlene, and that's not a slap on Darlene. I just think Owen Power's that good in his own zone. Uh, and, you know, they're going to need that. You know, bringing in guys like Eric Johnson going to help solidify some things on that defensive side. You know, see what Devin Levi can do as the starting goaltender. I think he's going to have a potentially great season. So I'm very, very high on them. Um, you know, I do have a pretty good hot take, but I'll save that towards the end. But uh, I, I'm, you know, I'm definitely excited to watch that team. And like I said before, I, I, I can't wait to watch those jerseys pop out again because they are awesome jerseys to watch. Yeah, it's it's interesting, and I mean the other piece of that. So that trade for, uh, sorry, for O'Reilly, I think there was a first round pick included with the, in that, and that was Ryan Johnson, which hasn't made his NHL. Or sorry, I think he made his debut. But he hasn't broken into the lineup yet. Sorry, he has not made his debut yet. Yeah. So he just signed his contract. So, and I mean, he just spent four years at University of Minnesota. Well, He's a pretty good player. So that's the piece too that I mean, you know, and that's I. You love to see when things hit for everybody. Yeah. And it's like, and and especially because this trade looks so bad for a while because Berglund was like, eh, and Spaka was like, I don't want to be in Buffalo, and so it was like shortly. You're losing the two roster players that come over, but you then have Thompson, who's going to be there for at least seven more years because that's how long his contract is. Johnson just signed his contract, so he's team-controlled for five years, five-plus years at this point. And they also picked Ben Roger with the second-round pick they got in that, which I don't self-admittedly don't know a ton about him, so I'm not sure exactly where you know where he's going to end up being. Actually, it looks like they traded that pick, so which you know I can't trace that down off the top of my head right now, but... Yeah, I mean, just like something that is interesting of, of this team is, you know, they have two of the better defensemen in the league, Power and Darlene, and they also have, I think, what might be my maybe my favorite underrated defenseman in Matias Samuelson, mm-hmm. who I think yeah. is the bigger, heavier, and slower version of uh, Devontae's Galarado. Yeah, where it's like he's that complementary piece to. 
one of those guys that can really do everything. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to me, like this, this decor is shaping up really well. And yeah. like, you're looking at a, a really good team here. Yeah. So real quick, before we go too much farther, I want to go over the arrivals and departures. I tend to do that at the beginning. We're kind of halfway through and, you know, well, we'll just do it real quick. But I mean, it's only four people because it really hasn't much has changed. But so arriving is Connor Clifton and Eric Johnson. Departing is Ilya Labushkin and Craig Anderson. So, yeah. which congratulations to Craig Anderson on a fantastic career. Absolutely. Considering I thought his career was over in like 2018, 2019, and to get a couple more years out and be very good. Yeah. It wasn't just being a third string, you know, or healthy scratch guy. He, he was playing and playing well. Yeah. And to decide, hey, um, and to retire, bro, reti- announce he's going to retire before he's done the season was cool. And it was yeah. just like, Go, go out on a high note, you know, especially yeah. for a guy that had such a long and, and for the most part, successful career. You know, it's very cool to see for him, too. I, I agree with that completely. Yeah, I'm really excited to see the Connor Clifton ad there. I've yeah. watched him a lot, and I think he's the perfect fit in Buffalo. They need if, if they needed something, it was a little bit of physicality on that back end. And he's not the biggest guy in the world, but he plays a really big game. So it'll be really exciting to well, see him there. Him and Eric Johnson. Yeah. Johnson's another physical presence. Yep. And, you know, I mean, I think the biggest thing, the biggest uh, letdown in Eric Johnson for the last couple of years is his salary. Mm-hmm. He's not making that now. You know, he's he's here on a veteran contract, and I think he can really produce well for that team because, you know, you look at how well he played with Sam Gerrard uh, or Bowen Byram in Colorado, and he was a really good complimentary piece. How well can he be for, you know, whether it's Dalene or – um, did you say Ryan Johnson was his name? Yeah, Ryan Johnson. Um, him or even Owen Power. You know, like he could put anywhere in that lineup, and I think he would really produce well. And you know, it just—I mean, that 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 top six. I mean, they have, I think, a bona fide top seven defensive core. They're they're trying to take after what Carolina's been doing, mm-hmm. which is let's build a really good defense and and kind of go from there. And that's not to take away from what their forward group is. I mean, you know, they got. Uh, hopefully Skinner doesn't do what Skinner usually does and go back to his, you know, where he has one good year and one bad year, one good year. If he can have a mediocre year this year, um, you know, Dylan Cousins is another one. I think he's going to be due for a a pretty big jump this year. You know, Jordan Greenway is going to have a full year under his belt now. I love that addition there. Uh, You know, even like Middlestat, I have high hopes that Middlestat can find his way this year and, you know, he, he really has struggled to find a place in that team. And last year, he seemed to finally make way with playing with guys like Skinner. And I think he was playing between Skinner and maybe Jordan Greenway. But um, even still, I, I think Middlestat could have a, a potentially good year. Um, I also think that uh, Tyson Jost could really make a, a big leap. I mean, you know, unfortunately, you can only have so many forwards that all make a good leap. It's just part of being in the NHL. But I think this is a big year for Victor Olsen. He's got to figure out where he wants to be. If he wants to be on this team, which I think he can really do a lot of good things, he just needs to solidify himself and and find the right winger or right center to play with that works for him. And, I mean, the beautiful thing that I think is huge for Buffalo this year, they have $8.7 million in cap space. Mm -hmm. That's huge because, you know, what could they pull in this year? 
You know, I mean, I'm not going to say, oh, Patrick Kane's going to Buffalo. As much as I would love to see that, I also don't necessarily know where Patrick Kane would fit in that lineup. You know, I think they would be better off going after some guys for their bottom six to solidify their bottom six, you know, instead of trying to pull a big name like Kane. Unless Kane decides, hey, I want to come home and I'll take a, you know, what's a two-year, six million a year. Okay, you know, that's something we could talk about. Yeah, I mean... I think that kind of transitions us into. I mean, if there's a move that they need to make this season, what is it? What do you think that move needs to be? I personally think it's Olson needs to get traded. I okay. think Olson. If if they move Olson, that that's where it opens up a, a a potential space for even Peyton Krebs. You know, like let him come in and really see what he can do. Um, I forget what the winger's name that we were talking about earlier. Matt Savoy. Savoy. They they have it. They have him as. Uh, when I saw a projected lineup, they had him on the number two line. That's how high they have him projected. Now, again, that's all speculation. You don't know what training camp happens. Um, I, I do have very high hopes for this team, and I think this team, you know, it's it's got a lot of depth throughout the whole lineup. But just because you have depth doesn't mean that you can play well. So, Yeah, well, and looking at this team, I mean, I don't think they have a lot of holes. I think they have some uncertainty in their net because of the youngness. Yeah. Is Devin Levi going to be what everybody thinks he's going to be? Yeah. And I sure hope so. I, I certainly am not. Like, I am not somebody that's, oh, he's not going to be a starting NHL goalie. But he has not been an NHL starting goalie. So let's let him play this season and see yeah. what he is. Yeah. So I think that that's definitely something that they, that's a question for Mark for me right now. And personally, I would like to see them upgrade their third, third line center right now. Yeah, I agree. In an ideal world, I think that like right now, what Daily Faceoff has their lineup being is Jeff Skinner, Tage Thompson, Alex Tuck as their first line, mm-hmm. Paterka, Cousins, and Middlesat as their second line, Greenway, Peyton Krebs, Victor Olsen as their third line, and Gergensen's, Jost, and Kyle Ocaposo as their fourth line. I would like to see either one of two things. Either Olsen gets traded because I don't I don't think he has a fit there. Yeah, I, I quite frankly I'm not sure he has a fit on an NHL team. He just he's too he's a power play specialist who can't play five on five. That just doesn't work in the NHL. Mm. If you move him, or even okay, you keep him and then you bump Greenway down and maybe probably bump Gergensen's out. Then you move Krabs to the wing and you bring in the to me the ideal fit who's was already admittedly stepped away from the game for the year is Jonathan Taves. Mm-hmm. That's what you're going for to me. Yeah. That's the type of player you want. So I think that that's something that like if they if they get to it and they're looking at going, we need three points to be in the playoffs. I think that's the move they need to make. I think that they need to go and acquire somebody Felt like no. that. Well, yeah. I mean, he <laughs> he would be ideal, especially because, quite frankly, they were awful in the space of yeah. this year. So that is a Big up, like they need to figure that out. Maybe Mark Shifley. <laughs> Wasn't even me this time. Uh, yeah, but it's still a Berg so you know. <laughs> Hey, we're not all the same. <laughs> well, <laughs> one of you is uglier. Uh, yes. <laughs> one of us does have full facial hair. It's true. It's true. Not right now, but, you know. Yeah. So, well, yeah. I, I just want to comment on, like, the goaltending because I agree it would be cool to see, like, them get a veteran, but at the same time, like, if I'm them, I'd rather just run with mm-hmm. with Levi and Pekalukin. That's cause, where the trade deadline comes up. Yeah, either that or just see what happens. I'd much rather just see just see what they got because yeah. so I mean, just give me an give me a name. 
nobody can just throw a name out there and just be like, well, that's a good fit. Like a Craig Anderson was, there is not really a Craig Anderson that sticks out to me. So like, even so, I mean, I I don't know. I just think I'd rather just see how these two do. Cause like Pekka Lukanen shown some signs that he, he, to me, he is an NHL goaltender. I just don't know what his role as a goaltender is. Yeah. I think he is more of a backup. So personally, I think that's a great fit and I'd like, I'm excited to see what they got. Yeah, and that's I, I completely agree. I do not want to see them, you know, oh Connor Hellebuck. I hate that. Yeah. There's no you're not to me, you're not going that big. I wouldn't necessarily have a problem with if, you know, they go, Oh, let's go sign Halak. Yeah. You know, something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. But at the same rate, they still have Eric Comrie signed too. Yeah. So to I me, that, about that. that gives them the insurance piece that they need. You know, that way if if Devin Levi steps into the into the role and goes, Okay, I can't, like we can't do this. 15 games and you're like, he's got an awful save percentage. He's not playing well. He, we can't start him. You send him down. No biggie. Let him play some games in the AHL. You, then your duo is Ukapakulopin and Eric Comer. Mm-hmm. Who loses there? Like, I, I just don't see a, a loss there. So I think it's, you know, I don't see the goaltending. I would not be making a move for a goalie at this point unless two goalies get hurt. Yeah. Like, that's the only way to me because I don't think that they have. I'm not well. They they have Tukarski in their system, who's played for practically every <laughs> NHL team. But like, I, I think that if, if two people get hurt, you have to make a move of some yeah. some variety. But I mean, how many teams can afford two injury goalie injuries? No, so no, nobody can. Yeah. So yeah. All right. So what is your Zach? Tell us your prediction for this team. Where do you see them? Playoff team, non-playoff team. So my hot take, uh, one of my hot takes for this team is that they're going to finish second in the Atlantic behind Toronto. I think Toronto is going to do what Toronto does, which is dominate the regular season, just like Dallas. And then playoffs come and they're going to crap the bed like they always do. But I think Buffalo is going to take the step that people are going to be shocked by. And I think they're going to, uh, me personally, I think they're going to end second place. Who knows if that'll actually happen. That's why it's a hot take, but I do think that they have the potential to be the second um, overall team in that division. What's up with the shot at Dallas there? Well, Wait, which I mean, Dallas are you talking about? Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Oh, I was going to say, I, what I was, am I missing here? Ah, sorry, football team. <laughs> <laughs> well, we you know, like we, on the show. we we talk Get about out. how bad Toronto's built and how bad Edmonton's built. Well, Dallas Cowboys are about the exact same thing <laughs> in football. And we're going to leave it at there because Matt knows nothing about football, so he can't argue on that one. So, yeah, it's funny to me how, you know, you, you have them at two. And I thought I was going to be the crazy one having them at three. So I think that's awesome because I do. I have them at three. I have them making the playoffs this year. I think they're going to be the, the last Atlantic team in because I think only three teams are making it. We've talked about this a lot on the show. Yeah. We think that the Metro Division is going to send five I, teams this year. I agree so with you. I do think that they're going, to, they're going to make the playoffs. And quite frankly, I think the only way that doesn't happen is if injuries, like Thompson gets hurt again, Darlene gets hurt again, or the goaltending is just awful, yeah. which I just don't see happen. I so agree. I see them being a team. They may end up falling out and looking like they did this year, where it's like, man, we were so close. I still think that's a step in the right direction, yeah. but I think that they're right there. And I yeah. think that I have them definitely being the playoffs and being the number three seed. Yeah, I have them in the playoffs as well. And I, number three seed is, I didn't, like I said multiple times, I didn't write them all out, but. Off the top of my head, I, the three teams I have in, I have them as the third team. So yeah, I 
this team made so many leaps last year and I'm so excited to see a full year after the experience they had. Cause like me and Matt were talking about with Ottawa, like yeah. I want to see teams like Buffalo teams like Ottawa, like playing important hockey at yeah. the end of the season, because you learn lessons. Buffalo lost like a couple six, nothing games in the last two weeks of the season. Yeah. Now Thompson was out. That doesn't matter. A good team, a Stanley Cup winning team, you win without your best players. You yep. go, you, you learn lessons, you figure out who's going to step up and, so I'm really excited to see what lessons they learned last year. And yeah, I think this team's a scary team and they're heading in the right direction finally. So, hey, I'm cheering for Sabres fans. I want to see them back in the playoffs. Yeah. It's been way too long. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. yeah I, mean, I think they finally, I mean, my, my other hot take on this team is I think they finally found their, their next Ryan Miller and Devin Levi. Um, I predict that Devin Levi is going to be in top 10 and save percentage this year. Because um, I just think that the way he came in last year, he just looked comfortable right off the bat. Now, I understand that some of that, you're going to take a step back a little bit here and there, uh, especially going to an 82-game season instead of what he played, maybe seven, seven games. Seven so, games. you know, he's, he's definitely going to be getting a huge workload, but I do think he has the skill set to be a number one, and I think he's going to be the next Ryan Miller for them. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I'm looking at his save percentages all the way back to the 16-17 game, 16-17 season. He does not have a single year that's a below a 905 save percentage. Wow, that's amazing. So, and that's you know like 23, 26, 28, 6, 37, 7, 32, 7, 1, 34. Like and that 905 is in the NHL. So, like, his lowest has come in the NHL, and it's still a 905. Yeah. And what did Seattle not have last year? A 900 save percentage goalie. <laughs> so, yeah. it, it's interesting. Like, I, I do. I, I like that. It's, well, yeah, I, I'll just transition into my hot take right now real quick because that's my – what Levi's my hot take, which is that he wins the Calder this year. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So, I think everybody's has Bedard penciled in as a winner. I think, like, don't take me wrong. I am not a Bedard hater. I think he's going to be a fantastic player. I just think Chicago's going to suck that much this year <laughs> that it's going to cost him points, which is going to cost him votes. Yeah. So it's nothing against him as a player. So let me be perfectly clear about that. But I do think there's some other players that are going to make a major push for that caller. And I think Devin Levi is going to be in that. Well, like if, that. Yeah, I do too. If, if Levi plays, like, let's just say, 48 to 52 games and Buffalo makes the playoffs, if he doesn't win the Calder, then it's just because Bedard's name, period. I don't care if Bedard puts up 150 points. Like, what they've done, like, what Buffalo's gone through, they haven't had a goalie since Ryan Miller. They haven't made the playoffs since 2010, whatever, 2009, whatever it was. Like, if Levi can take this team on and lead them to the playoffs with, like, just say, like, a 920 save percentage and, like, just over two goals against average or something, he better win it. Or it's, to me, it's, it's just, well, awards are awards. We've had that talk. Yeah. so <laughs> They're a joke. It's okay. I understand. But we all would, if he puts those numbers up and like, like I said, 48 to 52 games, something like that. Yeah. He's, he's rookie of the year. No doubt. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, Kyle, you got your hot take? I do. And it's another award one. T- Tage Thompson will win MVP. Ooh. I like that. See, and this is, okay. I don't, I don't mean to go here, but I'm going to go here. The awards is a joke to me, which yeah, you know, most of the awards are a joke to me. But if this team makes the playoffs, 
he needs to be considered for the heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has to. Because I'm sorry, McDavid can put up 165 points this year. That's great. That seems making the playoffs without him, I think. So but he, him off of this team is that what? You're going to get some major text later. <laughs> no, Sorry, I'm going to get I'm going to get major text later. I'm not saying no, 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 I, I know, I know. I'm saying that the Oilers, I think the Oilers and, and to be fair, that division is awful. So, yeah, yeah. it's not that hard to make the playoffs in that in that division. I think they have I mean, they still have a number one center without McDavid there. I agree. So it's like Anyway, I'm not arguing with you. I actually agree with you. <laughs> Everyone should have seen Zach's face when Matt said that. <laughs> That's why Matt stopped. One one day we'll have video and you'll get to see all the the facial expressions and all the hand movement movements and everything else that you guys don't see at the moment. But it's fine. And me picking my nose the whole time. Shh. Like, okay. I'll have to work on that when video starts. <laughs> we got a while to go before that. Anyway, <laughs> but yes, I think that Thompson needs to be in consideration for the heart if they if this team makes the playoffs because he's such a valuable piece. Anyway, I think that I think the heart trophy is a joke because to me it should be most valuable to your team, not most valuable period, because that leaves way too much room for interpretation, which almost always ends up with who has the most points, which I'm sorry does not make you the most valuable person in the league. Not that McDavid shouldn't have won a lot of the hearts he's won, but it still shouldn't just be, oh, you put up the most points. It's like the Norris. You win the Norris if you have the most points. That's so stupid. Yeah. Again, we have we've talked enough about <laughs> the awards being a joke on the show. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the reason I put him there too is because I think he should have won it this year. There was a big argument to be made that he could have won it this year already. If Buffalo finds a way to make the playoffs, he probably would have won it. Yeah. Well, he would have got a lot more votes. He would have been there. He would have been in the top three. I think so. Yeah, yeah I. I, I just love his game, and I've talked about him enough on here. I don't think I need to say any more, but i just really excited about this team, and yeah, they should be in the playoffs. Yeah, on the other thing, too, quickly I'll, I'll touch on is they're in a good place come trade deadline, too. Yep. They have a lot of prospects that they can move on from. That's not going to hurt them. Yep. You know, be in and position, tons of money to play with. Well, that, too, and, and it's like even – and that's something else that I'm a little bit surprised by is not, them not taking advantage of that and taking on a contract. Yeah. You know, saying, hey, send us, you know, whoever, and we'll, we'll take the contract and just bury them in the minors. What do you care? It's extra money. Like mm-hmm. it's, you're going to get something for it. Mm-hmm. But at the same rate, I also think that gives them a lot of flexibility. And it's also, and this is the part that as fans we don't see is the real dollars. Yeah. You know, but at the same rate, either way. Well, and obviously still, they got to sign Darlene. You know, his well, contract is next year, and that's yeah. going to be a big ticket. I'm more so. mean for specifically for this year. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, sign, yeah, yeah. you get somebody back. Although I was looking through, and there's not that many UFAs upcoming that are on back contracts yeah. for, for the, what, this remaining year. But, yeah, it, it's they're in a good place with their prospects. To, that they could they could send a prospect away, a top prospect away, and it wouldn't kill them. Yeah. Because they're, they're so deep. So, yeah. Anything else before, uh, before we close this section? Before we wave that goodbye? Uh, I got to throw a little shade here. So um, I think you guys should do Pittsburgh dead last and have Shane come in as the last visitor or guest because that's where Pittsburgh's going to end the year dead last. Oof. Well, I mean, you're probably going to, I think it's going to end up him being last because I think that's what our schedule shows. But <laughs> Shane, I'm disappointed, man. I was looking so forward to doing this with you sitting next to us and the, 
four of us going at it and just you know yelling at each other the whole time. <laughs> yeah, just for those of you who don't know, Shane was supposed to be with us tonight, but he's a little under the weather, so unfortunately we didn't have that. And one day that's going to happen. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> no, that's going to be so much fun when that does happen. But yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm interested to see where Pittsburgh's going to land. We'll talk about them a little later, but. Nobody yeah. text Kyle about that. I was joking. I don't think Pittsburgh's going to end last. So don't text Kyle about it. <laughs> and if any of you text me, you probably have Zach's number. So just text <laughs> him. Please keep me out of this. <laughs> just DM our Instagram page and Joey would deal with it. <laughs> yes. Jo- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. Joey can spell St. Louis wrong again. <laughs> Oh, yes. Good stuff. All right. Anything else before we we close this section? Nope. I'm good. Zach, you good? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. All right. So thank you all. Oh, actually, we're not closing yet. Sorry. I forgot that part. So, yeah. Thank you, Zach, for coming on. It's been fun having you here and having you in person. Makes it a little bit easier than the phone calls. But for those of you who have all gone over the phone, it's been great, too. So thank you all, all the people that have come on. It's been great. So thanks, Zach. Yeah. Thanks for having me. All right, so moving on, we have a couple of things around the league that we're going to touch on real quickly. So we have a couple of captains that got named. So we have Quinn Hughes getting named in Vancouver, Adam Lowry in Winnipeg, Braden Shen in St. Louis, Brad Martian in Boston, and then Backlund in Calgary. And then Calgary, or sorry, Backlund also signed a two-year contract extension in Calgary at $4.5 million per season. So Kyle, give me your thoughts on the, on the well, the, Give me your thoughts on the Marshan thing first. We'll have you. We'll have you start with that one. <laughs> yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I, I thought they might go McAvoy. I really did, but I actually like it. I'm excited. It was uh, when they when I got the alert about it, I was like, okay. I mean, I, I figured it was either Marshan, Pasta, Pasternak, or uh, McAvoy. So I was like, okay, it's one of the three I was expecting. And then I saw like the announcement saw the picture of it and i'm like that looks weird mm. <laughs> it just mm-hmm. looks weird mm-hmm. <laughs> there's so many years of chara so many years of bergeron and then or knowing bergeron would be the next and then only three years of that but no i mean he's been the leader in that locker room he's been such a big part of it and he's learned a lot of lessons throughout the years and yeah i know it's gonna get all the jokes and stuff but all in all he's a great he's a great player he's a great leader and yeah, I'm excited to see that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have been surprised at any of those three. So, and I'm I'm not surprised that it's Martian. I the the I guess the I don't know the, the part of me the that wants to play the devil's advocate says, oh, that's their way of keeping him around. Mm-hmm. Say, well, we'll give you the C with a handshake agreement on what the contract will be to keep you here for the rest of your career. Maybe he approached them about that. I want to be here for the rest of my career, but I'd like to be the captain too. I don't know. And whether or not the politics were involved, it doesn't matter. He's going to be a great captain. So, yeah, just leave it at that. And I'm interested that they went Adam Lowry in Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. Normally, those type of guys do not get to wear the seat as much as they should. I mean, because there's some superstars in the league that are just not captain material. And it's like, and there's nothing wrong with that. I don't, I don't think that everybody who's your your star should be your captain. I think it should be the guy that leads the locker room. And I think that's cool to see them go, you know what? We're going to, we're going to put it on that and Lowry. And some of it makes me also wonder if that's not because they don't know who's going to be there in three years yeah. because this team is headed for something. And, and, 
and not necessarily like a, a huge, crazy, massive shakeup, but it's like, do you give Shifley the, the C when he's potentially, you know, two seasons away from walking away? Do you give it to, to Kyle Connor who struggles immensely when it, the pressure's on to perform? Do you give it to Ehlers? Like again, somebody that's been in trade speculation for years. Mm-hmm. You just, I think whereas with Lowry, you're safe. And he also, he is definitely watching the leader of that team. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like that was definitely a Rick bonus decision. Clearly, like we've talked about a couple of times, you know, how many, how he just called out all the big name, but guys on the team. And so, yeah, to me, that was a Rick bonus. Another like little statement by him, like, all right, you guys don't want to do it. I'm going to name the players that do play hard and want to be leaders on this team. So, yeah, I like that. The only other player I thought they might do is Josh Morrissey, just because he's younger. He had a good season. But, hey, he'll, he probably will be one day because I feel like he's the only player that might hang around there mm-hmm. for a long time. So, yeah. But I like it. I like when those players get names. The same with Backland and Calgary. Like, I really like that because mm-hmm. it's like, no, you've chose to stay here now. You've been here for 10 plus years. You've worked your butt off game in and game out. And you deserve you deserve this honor. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's really cool of them to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, and then, you, you know, you see Vancouver going with Quinn Hughes, which... I think kills all the speculation of him headed to New Jersey, which I don't think there was a lot of actual speculation no. on that. I think it would be a really, really, really cool thing to see at some point in all of their careers to see the three Hughes brothers on the same team. I don't know that we'll ever see it, but it still would have been cool. So maybe it it might be cool when that happens. Who knows? You never know. But yeah. yeah. And then Braden Shen in, in St. Louis. I mean, I'm, I'm a little, I wasn't expecting that one, um, but it's also, who else, you know, kind of thing where it's like, cause I don't think they're ready to give it to Cairo or Thomas yet. I think Shen's going to be a good placeholder for that. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll be there, you know, maybe two, three, four, five, maybe five more years. And then after that, then they can, you know, they can give it to Thomas or Cairo or whatever, whoever they, they want to do. And I mean, obviously they try to trade Krug this year. I don't think they're going to give him the C. I don't, I think they're actively pr- trying to trade Perenko. And it's like, and the rest of the guys, it's like, I mean, you could have given it just folk. I think that would have been fine too, but I don't know. I just think that Shen makes sense with the way he plays, the, his style and, and how much he's willing to do and give for the team. So yeah, I think it's, you know, good for him. I think he's deserving of it. Yeah, I agree. And all like the knocking I've done on St. Louis is it's not Braden Shen. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's still the heartbeat of that team for what was, for what's left of the heartbeat that ran that mm-hmm. team for a long time with Petrangelo O'Reilly and guys like that. So yeah, no, I, I really do. I think I, I, I'm happy for him and yeah, see what he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the only, do you want to touch on Backlund signing two years, two point or two years, 4.5? Yeah. I mean, I think it's a good contract. I think it's a, a guy that earned that deal for sure. I mean, I wish it was a little longer just for his sake, but it's, it's fine. I mean, at his age, I, th- I think it is a good deal and mm-hmm. I think it's a good deal for both sides. He gets a nice little payday and helps the team out. And he, he, he's a very important player on that team. And I do have them in the playoffs this year and that might be a little surprising, but it's because of guys like him that I think still turn the needle. And with him wanting to sign a deal there, I'm hoping, you know, they're starting a new little regime. there, starting a little, little new, want to say regime i guess a new mentality there mm-hmm. and i think that's a good start so yeah i'm kind of excited for that team and i think he uh i definitely think he's a he's a big part of part of trying to keep a guy like Lindholm there and hannafin and stuff and it would be good so i, I did like that deal mm-hmm. yeah i don't have much more to add to that i do i like it i think it's 
it, it's a little short, I think, for Calgary. I, I think if I'm a Calgary fan, I'm still sweating it a little bit. Two years is not that long. Mm-hmm. But at the same rate with the C now, I think that just changed things. I think that there is a commitment there from the organization to him of, hey, we're, you know, we, we signed you for the two years. We're going to give you the C. Let's see what, you know, and then just kind of take it. And But the nice thing, too, though, is if they do end up deciding, hey, we got to go full rebuild. Well, while I do think that he's the type of player you'd want to keep through a rebuild, I also think he's very valuable, very valuable. So you kind of, you know, take the, you know, the, uh, if we do end up there, you know, it's a movable asset. So, yeah. So that's what we have for around the league. We're now going to step over into our other two teams for tonight. So we did Buffalo. So now we're headed. We're going to do Anaheim and then we're going to do Arizona. So arriving in Air and sorry, arriving in Anaheim is Greg Cronin, Alex Kalorn, Radko Gudis, Leo Carlson, Robert Haig, Ilya Labushkin, and Alex Stalock. Departing is Dallas Eakins, Kevin Shattenkirk, Maxim Comtoy, Derek Grant, Simon Simon Benoit, Anthony Stolars, Nathan Bolvillier, Scott Harrington. Go ahead. Yeah, I would hate that I have to go first on this one. I don't have much to say on the Ducks. I really don't. I, I don't understand really where this team's going, and I, I really don't. I, I'm kind of confused. Uh, Zeger still isn't signed. Um, I don't know. I I don't really like I said I don't really understand a lot of the contracts they gave. I mean I guess I understand to a point. Like I'm perfectly fine with them bringing in a guy like Kalorn. Don't understand the contract. Uh, same with Gudis. Like I'm okay with the player. I just don't understand the contract. They just did it with Shattenkirk a couple of years ago. You know he went to Tampa and pretty much a PTO and earned himself a min- league minimum deal. Went on to win the Stanley Cup and was a big part of it. And then. Anaheim's just like, hey, here's four years at six million a year. It's just like, just doesn't make sense. So, I don't know. I look at this roster. It, it's it, it's kind of like Chicago in the sense of like, I just want to see more growth from the younger guys. I I don't understand. I I, I wish they would send Leo Carlson back. I guess I'll just say that I I don't think he is gonna do enough in the NHL to help his growth on this team. I think it's just going to hurt him. I wish they would send him. I, and I'm pretty sure he plays overseas, which do you know what league he's in? I'm pretty sure he was in the, um, SHL. Okay. I want to say, yeah, it's the, I, they, I think they redid this, the Swedish leagues. It's the highest Swedish league. Okay, I'm not that, sure that's what I that thought is, it I was. Think that's the SHL, but I'm not. I'm not 100 on that. Regardless, if it's either that or the, I think it was the Swedish Elite League and stuff. Like mm-hmm. they have a couple over there. Regardless, he needs to go back and play there. I think that's the best thing for his development. He's young still. There's 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 no reason to bring him over yet. Um, there's already question marks on why they took him instead of Fantilli. That was kind of questioned that night, and you know, we'll see in the long run. But uh, yeah, I, I don't. I, I mean, I have this team in seventh place in the Pacific, and just like they were last year, and or no, I'm sorry, they were eighth in the Pacific last year. So I do have them moving up a spot. But <laughs> I just, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm sorry, I don't have much to say about them. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think they're the West Coast version of, the, of Detroit, where it's like you're making these moves as if you're contenders, but you're not contenders, and I don't understand what you're going for. 
you know, like you you bring in Ryan Shrum, you bring in Frank Rotrano last year. This year you're bringing Kalorin, you bring in Kudis. Like those aren't placeholder contracts. Like I have no problem. Like if you bring in Kalorin for two years, okay, that makes perfect sense to me. He's going to placehold that spot for you know Mason McTavish or you know Leon, Leo Carson, you know whoever they end up flipping because somebody's going to play wing. One of those guys is going to play wing. It's just going to happen. I have no problem with that. Mm-hmm. But four years at six point two five, that's crazy money for. I mean, I think Clarence a great player and he helped them win cups, but he did not do it by himself. Like he just he's not that player to be paying him that much money while you're refusing to give Zegers money. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like, I, I don't understand. And, like, you bring in Gudis, and it's like, okay, but then you also brought in Labushkin. Why not just, like, and I understand, like, Labushkin was kind of like a later ad, but, like, I would have gone that route and then not brought in Gudis. Like, Haig makes sense. He's your insurance piece. You know, he's your seventh, eighth defense and whatever. No big deal. But, like, and bringing Labushkin, perfect. You, you play him on the bottom pairing, but you can also move him up if Drysdale struggles, if he, you know, if he gets hurt again, you know, kind of thing. To me, I'm like, I just don't understand what you're doing. And then, because you have, a, like, you have so many guys. You have eight NHL defensemen. Like, I, I just don't, and to give him three years at $4 million, I'm just like, i just confused what they're doing. And I don't think they got better. Like, and it's just, to me, you're, you want to, but I, I think there's a lot to like about this team and the sense of prospects and stuff, but it's just like, they're making weird moves. And I'm like, I'm not sure I understand what you're doing. And while like it didn't it didn't hurt him having, you know, like having the Ryan Shrooms and having the Frank Rotranos there, like it didn't hurt him. They still were bad. And that's kind of what you wanted. You wanted to pick second overall. Like that's what you wanted. Mm-hmm. The taking of Leo Carlson. I am very interested to see how that's going to look in five to 10 years. Cause I want to give it that long before I make a serious judgment on that. Because I think in the meantime, or sorry, in the immediate, Fantilli is the better player. But I think what they got from the interviews was that Carlson will be the better player long term. Yeah. I don't know. So I don't want to say one way or the other. I, I haven't watched Carlson play enough to really know. But but I do also agree. I would like to see him not playing the NHL this year. I'd be okay if they sent him to the AHL. I'd be okay with that. Mm-hmm. But I and I think I would like to see him here because then you could call him up for you know five games, six games, seven games uh, stretch, and then say nope, okay, we you know get you some games, nope, okay, not now, we're gonna send you back. I don't think that's a bad thing for him, you know, get him a couple games, you know, get him a couple reps, you know, kind of thing. Especially with Zegers being, you know, you don't know what you're doing with Zegers. I don't think it's a bad thing to have him in that position, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. This team is just it's just a weird. I don't know. I, I don't know what to think of this team. They're they're in this really weird spot where it's like, okay, what are you guys doing? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. So I have them seeding number eight because I just think they got worse. And well, I guess not worse. They're gonna stay they're gonna stay in the bottom. And they made some interesting and like even firing the coach, I mean, is that because they think that <laughs> the Egan's was the reason that they were last in the division? Because I don't think it was that, mm-hmm. but Anyway, yeah. So yeah, that's. I mean, that's pretty much what I have to say about them. So I'll hit my hot take real quick. So my hot take is that Mason McTavish will lead this team in points this year. Okay. So yeah, I think that becomes all the more realistic if Zegers is out of their lineup. Yep. No, I, I agree. I I'm sorry, I'm not reacting. I 
it, I had so much trouble coming up with a hot take for this team. So I'm just like, <laughs> what? What do I do? Like, what? 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 What is there? Like, they were the hardest team, and this is the softest take I have. John Gibson's going to get traded. Like, I, what, what else? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, so you said McTavish gets the most points. Like, that's not. It, it is a hot mm-hmm. take, but it's not even really a hot take because no. it's like, what, what is Ryan Strong going to outscore him? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Adam Henrique, like. Uh, Troy Terry, possibly. I guess that's the hot take. Is you know he won't get sixty points and Terry. Like you know what I mean. Like, and I'm not trying to knock your hot take. I'm I'm saying that because yeah. that's how hard this was. This team is to like come up with a hot take. It's like I don't know. What Zegers going to get traded? Mm-hmm. Be, is that a hot take? Like I guess you could make that. Like you know, it's just mm-hmm. I don't know. This team is. It's frustrating because the Ducks are one of those teams that should be competitive, and mm-hmm. they've they they started to do this little retool thing when Getzlaff and Perry were still there, and it's gotten it's just gotten so bad, mm-hmm. and it's just gotten worse and worse and worse. And I just I part of me wishes guys like you know Adam Henry, Jacob Silverberg, Cam Fowler would like get out of there, John Gibson, and be able to go to good teams and prove because I think all all those players are still very good players in this league and they're just stuck there. I don't know. I, I think this team's up there with, they're, they're one of the most embarrassing franchises right now. And I, I know I'm usually the positive guy and I just, I can't find it. I really can't. And, you know, we just went through the list of captains, like who, who, who on this team and the youth is going to grow into being the captain. I don't see any of them being that. So, I don't know. I just don't like where this team's heading. I think they're going to be at the bottom of the league for a pretty long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be rough. Sorry, Anaheim fans, but <clears throat> there's just, unfortunately, it's just the way it's going to be. And I just don't see, I don't see it getting better in the immediate. And it's interesting because I was like, well, maybe our GM needs to go, but he just got there. Mm-hmm. Like, he's only been there since 2022. Yeah. And yet he's making these really stupid moves. And, I don't know. Well, I yeah, just, and like I don't, I don't know. I don't like to play this game because I don't know. Like you know, me and you are sitting in a in a bedroom now, not in the kitchen table, but we're you know we're just sitting here talking sports. Like I listen to other podcasts and stuff, and they talk about Pat Verbeek, and they say like even when he played, like he was like a kind of like a stubborn guy. Like mm-hmm. I know more. Like the kind of like he has that mentality. Like I don't want to say I know more, but you know, like yep this is my way. This is how we're doing it. And they even said that with like Leo Carlson. It's like, everyone thinks we're taking Fantilli, but I'm going to take Carlson. Like he's like one of those guys. Like, I don't know. I'm not saying that it's true or not. I I don't really know, but I just, if it is true, it's not surprising Mm because that's kind of how this is. Because nobody would have expected to see like Alex Kalorn at six year contract. Like forget the money, six years, five years. Oh, was it four years? That's right. It was six mil. Yep. Four, four years. Four years at 6.25. Even four years. Like, Kalorin shouldn't be signing four-year deals at this point. Like, <laughs> Not unless the, the dollar is down for the extra years. Right. That's you know, Like, if this was four years at, like, three and a half, okay, he could have demanded, like, five would have been really good for him. I yeah. feel like, okay, you give him, he takes less money, so he gets a longer contract. Okay, that makes sense. Yep. Not at four years. Like, not at 6.25. Doesn't but, make sense. But yeah, looking looking at that though from from the outside, I would agree wholeheartedly that that would make sense. Of he is very stubborn, and it's like he reminds me of of a Ron Hextall. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that Hextall said, "No, I'm taking Nolan Patrick," and mm-hmm. look at how that turned out. 
And I'm not saying that that's what ha- is going to happen with Leo Carlson at all. I think Leo Carlson is still going to be a great NHL player. But when you get stuck into your ways and more refuse to listen to, to input, this is what happens. Yeah. Like great people, I'm sorry, people who who are very good at their jobs listen to input from others. Now they know when and to and when not to, for sure. But at the same rate, they don't just take say, "Oh, my opinion is the only one that matters." But and and if that's the way he's running this team, this is going to be a very long and painful trip for them. Yeah. And I wonder if this is not going to be exactly what happened with Philly with Hextall, where it's going to be he's going to set you back by another ten years. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, and I would not be surprised one bit. I really wouldn't. And. You know, everybody keeps saying, like, you know, they got to get Zeker signed. They got to get Zeker signed. I'm on his side on this. Hold out. Keep mm-hmm. holding out. Kid, you sit. Like, yeah. if you don't want to play, like, you, you want to get your $11 million a year, and like, no, just then, then sit out. Mm-hmm. Like, I hope he holds, if that is true, the amount like he is asking. It is ridiculous. Zeker, you should be signing like $6 million a year mm-hmm. and, and be very, very happy with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's, and, and I don't know. Like it's tough because you know speculation. I if all they're offering him is three to four million dollars, I can understand why he's not signing. I that is too low for him unless it's a one year contract. But if he's asking for over anything that's more than eight million to me is insanity. Yeah. Unless they want an eight year contract, then I could say nine, maybe nine and a half, maybe. Right. I think that's too much for him. But I also understand you're projecting that you're going to be very good, and I do think he is going to be a lot better. But that's a lot of projecting, and you got to be careful with that. But if they're looking at like a two or three year contract, yeah, he should only be he should be looking at that six seven million dollars. But if they're only offering three, I can understand why he's sitting. And at that point, I would be like, yeah, I'm I'm not budging. Mm-hmm. If that's all you, if that's all I'm worth worth you, trade me because yep. I don't want to be here then. Yep. If that's what you, if that's what you think of me, and if that's what Verbeek is doing, oof, that's going to be tough. How do you trade somebody that's that good? And while Zegers certainly has his faults, and I certainly don't think he's going to be the number one center in the NHL ever. I still think he's a very, very, very good player, and you don't alienate very, very, very good players over something that's that stupid, especially when you just signed Troy Terry to seven million dollars. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, that was that was that was the start of this problem, and <sighs> we talked about that then because now you're setting the bar for the rest mm-hmm. of the team, and that's not good because that's Zegers, that's McTavish, that's now Carlson, that's that's a lot of players that are you set the bar at seven million dollars for. Probably the one that has the lowest expectations for all those players. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yes. All right, we'll move on to Arizona. So, in Arizona, the arrivals are Jason Zucker, Logan Cooley, Alex Kerfoot, Nick Bugstead, Dylan Gunther, uh, Matt Dumba, Troy Stetcher, Sean Dersey, Zach Sanford, Travis Dermott. Departures are Christian Fisher, Patrick Nemeth, and Zach Cashian. Whew, that's a lot of arrivals. I am very this. I'm very excited, and this may be a hot take. I guess it's not really a hot take, but I think this is not the team I'm looking forward to the most seeing this year. <laughs> I think they got better, yeah, oh, by a lot. And I don't know if you saw it. I'm sure some people saw it. The, the Logan Cooley goal. Mm-hmm. Ah, I'm so excited to see him play in the NHL. I'm so excited, and. I mean, this team is going to be pretty good. They really are. And, and like, I look at it and go, they have insurance. Like, they can put Logan Cooley on their third line, and they'll still be pretty good. 
Like, I mean, you have the, right now the lineup looks is looking like Keller with Hayton and Schmaltz, Zucker, Cooley, Gunther, and then Maselli, Bugstead, and Kraus. That's a good top nine. That's really a good, like, that's a very well balanced. You have a lot of everything on that team. The only thing you don't have a ton of is size, but I mean, Bugstead's like six six. But other than that, you don't have a ton. And Kraus is is decently big, but I don't think you need that. And like, while I don't know that. Barrett Hayden is the number one center in two, three years. But for right now, I think that's and, – and if he ends up being your second-line center, I think that that looks really good because he's somebody that I think is going to be a very good 2C. I don't think he's a 1C, but I think he could be a very, very, very good 2C. And the crazy part is all the guys they have that, that aren't even there yet. I mean, looking at their prospect pool, like I forget who it was that we were talking about where I said about I like where they're at. Oh, Buffalo. Uh, yeah, Buffalo, the Buffalo part, we're about talking about like they have a lot of prospects that they can move if they felt like it and that they could they wouldn't kill them. And I'm like looking at like who they have. And I know that people are all upset about, you know, the, the two Russians that they picked this year. I, I get it. But I also am like they're kind of in an, a, a position in this. This draft class was pretty wide open from six to 17, like, you know, or 18, whatever it was. But I mean, you still have Josh Doan, you have Connor Geeky. I mean, guys like that, like you have, you have a couple really good prospects that are still coming up and like even defensively, I mean, there's, there's a couple, a couple prospects that they have that are pretty good. And like this year, I think that, you know, you're going to see another step from, from Soderstrom. You're going to see, I think Val Mackey's going to be pretty good bringing in Sean Dursey, which was huge. That may have been my favorite trade of the offseason. season. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the freaking heck LA was doing with that one, but good on Arizona. A second rounder for a right shot defenseman of his caliber, it's just awesome. So I'm not sure. I'm like I wasn't huge in the Matt Dumba signing, but it's one year, so who cares? Mm-hmm. And I mean, they're probably going to miss the playoffs. So you have a lot of you have a lot of tradable assets, which is good too, because hopefully you can turn that into you know you're okay. You're tra- like maybe you're trading a Matt Dumba for another like a. Like a um, this is just a hypo- hypothetical. I'm not saying this will happen, but like Matt Dumba for Timothy Lilligren kind of thing, where you're seeing a veteran go somewhere for a younger version of themselves kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I would love to see that with you know with with whether it's Dumba or maybe it's Jason Zucker, even Alexander um, Kerfoot, like stuff like that. Like you have a lot of availability with that. So I'm pumped for this team. I think this team's going to be very good. I do. They're going to miss playoffs, and that's okay. But they're going to take a big step forward. So, and I have them seating number six in the Central Division. So, which is a tough division. Mm-hmm. And for those that can't keep track, I have them above Winnipeg. Yeah. So, or sorry, I shouldn't say can't keep track. Who it's? I know it's been all kind of all over the place. So I'll just you know it, it, to make it easier. I wanted to make the explicit about that. I have them over Winnipeg because. I think that's how far Winnipeg's falling, and I think that that's that's the step that this team is taking forward. Yeah, uh, so we were very negative about the Ducks, and I think this is the team I am most excited about this year. I don't, I don't know why. Well, last year they were they were just they they were just so fun to watch. Like they really were. There was just like so much excitement. Like you could tell, like. You could just feel it like that they're building something. They're starting to, you know, maybe turn a little, turn the table a little bit here. Um, 
This could be the hottest take of the whole thing. I have him in the playoffs. All right. Excuse I me. do. Now, I did re- kind of redo my thing, so I'm going to retract my statement earlier one because I did have the Kings in, and I am officially taking the Kings out of the playoffs and putting the Coyotes in. Okay. Out West. Um, because, you know, I finally took the time to do my standings. So, um, yeah, no, I have them fifth in the central and I just think that Barrett Hayton showed a lot of signs last year that there's something there, you know, if Logan Cooley can come in and be the guy that we think he is, I see a lot of Nico Heischer and Jack Hughes there Mm. of Mm -hmm. you got the defensive responsible, but yet offensive minded center. And then the skilled guy right there next to him, or the line next to him. You have Clayton Keller, Nick Schmaltz, who I think we all know does. I think Keller is the most, one of the most, if not the most underrated winger in the league. He's just consistently just puts up like 80 points every year. He's just, he's a very good player and he's a good leader on this team. And, you know, there was rumors that he was requesting a trade and stuff earlier this offseason. And I was really bummed about it because I'm like, gosh, like, this team has done so many good things and it's a shame if he does because that would hurt. That would put them back a lot of years. So I was really glad to see that they didn't trade him and it sounds like everything's good. So yeah, I mean, you mentioned about the, you know, all the contracts and like the long-term IR trades and the, mm-hmm. you know, the draft and stuff and people were knocking them for not taking Mitch and not taking these guys and taking guys that were pretty far down the board you know what? Let's just be honest. Can we all just accept the fact that um, they have that GM has the hardest job in the NHL? Mm-hmm. I don't care about Canada and their money and stuff. He has the hardest job in the NHL. Nobody is going. I want to go play for the Coyotes. I want to go play in a college arena. Like all the logistical things that he has no control over, he has to deal with. Like. He has the, he has the most difficult job of trying to attract free agents. He has the and you know attract trades. Like realistically, like a guy like Timo Meyer is someone that they probably should have been in on. Hey, what, what what are you going to tell Timo Meyer? You know, you want to come sign here for eight years? Like he's not going to do that. You want to go to Jersey? Or you want to go here? Well, he's going to go to Jersey every time. Like he never has the leverage down there. Mm-hmm. And you know what? He's done a very good job. Let's just, like he needs to be. Uh, appreciated for that and I don't think he is enough Mm-mm. it is it's just, it's it's such a shame because like Cooley is someone that players are going to want to come play for Keller is a player that players should want to come play for but you know what if they do make the playoffs this year I guarantee you they're making a big splash next offseason because someone's going to want to follow mm-hmm. and I can't go this long without talking about um, Karel Vomelka in net I think he, there's potential there for him to really open some eyes because he was so good last year. Don't look at his numbers. Don't look at that stuff. Just watch a game. Mm-hmm. The, the guy was getting peppered night in and night out and just worked so hard to keep his keep the net and just kept the team in games so many times. So, yeah, I am really high on this team. I'm really excited for him. And I'll move into my hot take because I wanted to mention their coach, Andre Tierney, who is – it's just his style. He's got that like look that like you can tell players just want to like skate through a wall for him. Like it's really cool. So I, I'm going to say he's going to win coach of the year this year. 
because okay. I do have them in the playoffs. Honestly, that's not my hot take. That's my honest opinion. So if they make the playoffs, I think he's going to definitely be up for coach of the year, but I think he's going to win it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. And I, I do. And I mean, I want to talk about Bill Armstrong a little bit more too. Like, look, I'm, I'm going through his trades and I'm just like, wow, hit on that one, 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 hit on that one. Like, it's just, wow. Like all these, all these, these trades that he's made, that's just like, wow, that was such a good, like he, that was such a good move. And you know what he was able to tur- turn some of these things into and like, okay. They have the the Colorado pick for the that was from the Darcy Kemper mm-hmm. trade. They trade that to Edmonton, which was thirty second overall for the 29th overall, a twenty twenty four third and a twenty twenty fifth, twenty twenty five second, because they take Zach Hazian's three point two million dollars for it was two years. Yeah, and they they just bought out the remaining year. Wow. That's good asset management. You look, Patrick Nemeth, second and a third round pick to take him. Even trading Connor Timmons, who really was not working out there, Mm-mm. for Curtis Douglas, who's, I mean, I don't know that he's going to be a stud in the NHL, but he's 6'8 and 245 pounds. Why not? Yeah. Why not look at that? You yeah. know, stuff like that. And, and I mean, I, I've talked about the Sean Dersey trade. I think that that was a steal for him. And then what was the other one that I was looking at? Or even like trading, I mean, you acquire Ghost with a second and a seventh, and then you trade him for an additional second. Mm-hmm. There's additional third, sorry. Like, that's he just has done so well with all of his picks. So, yeah, I just wanted to talk about that real quick. And then, yeah, I mean, I, I think that if they do end up in the playoffs, which I don't have them in the playoffs, but I, I would love love to see them in the playoffs. I think that, yeah, that Andre Turgeon? Tyranny. Tyranny. That that one, I don't know how you get Tyranny out of that. Yeah. No, I literally don't understand. Anyway, I think if they get in the playoffs, yeah. I'm not 110% sure about that, but I'm like 90% sure that's how you say it. (laughs) I trust that. You know better than me, so we're going to leave it with that. I've definitely heard someone say it that way. Is that 100% correct? I don't know. Yeah. That's and it was someone on a podcast. So <laughs> whatever. It is what it is. Close enough. But yeah, I mean, he, if they make it to the playoffs, he has to win the head coach. Like he has to. There's yeah. no way he doesn't. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm very, very, very excited for this team. So my hot take is that this team will have a cup within five years. A cup in five. Nice. So write that down because I... Give them, so you have the 23-24, 24-25, 25-26, 26-27, 27-28. So I expect them to have a cup by the 2028 cup. Nice. I just think that they have all the tools to do that. Yeah. And I think if they're, if they take that step and make, I don't think they'll make playoffs this year, but I think next year they're going to make playoffs. I think from there, it's going to be every year they're getting better. And they're challenging more, and they're challenging more, and they're challenging more. Another step forward, another step forward, another step forward. And I just, they don't have a lot of holes moving forward. Like, they really don't. And if they can continue to get guys signed to good contracts, I mean, Clayton Keller's still signed for five more years. Which gives me that five year, that five years I said, and he signed at 7.15. 
So Clayton imagine Keller gets paid the same as Troy Terry. Yeah. Think about that for a second. That's just not. And it's funny because everybody was hating on this, the Keller signing. Mm-hmm. Like, that's too much for him. That's too much for him. That's too much for him. Hey, uh, people who don't, who, you know, who are hating on it, maybe look into who had the most points after Christmas until the playoffs this year. Yep. Behind Connor McDavid. Well, let me tell you, it was Clayton Keller. Mm-hmm. That's how sneaky good he is. And he has, he has a ton of points without playing. It's kind of like Kaprizov in Minnesota. He hasn't had a true number one center play on his line yet, and he still provided points. Not yeah. quite to the level of Kaprizov, but you know, imagine what he'll do if like Gunther's on the other side. If it's him, Cooley, and Gunther, mm-hmm. like that's going to be a strong, very strong team. So if they can, you know, can get a couple more guys signed, like they have Nick Schmaltz for three more years, Austin Kraus for four more years. You know, I mean, they got to get some defensemen signed because right now they have zero defensemen signed more than this year. Yeah. <laughs> Which is that's, crazy. That's insane. <laughs> that is actually insane. But yeah, and I do think that they have the goalie to make it done, to, to get there. I knew that you were going to mention him, so I felt no need to. Yep. So, you know, they just got to get, get their guys signed. And, and, but I, I just think that they have a lot moving for them. So I, that's, that's where I'm at. I think five years and I think they're going to have a cup. I love it. No, I really do. I mean, yeah, that's, that's hot. That's a hot take, no doubt. But mm-hmm. hey, that's what we're doing here. <laughs> Absolutely, but no, I, I do really like it though because it is. They're just they're one of those teams that, you know, they started from the bottom. They you know they took on a lot of contracts, and once those long term IR contracts get away from them, I, I do. I, I really, I they did what they had to do during that. But I think now you're 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 going to start seeing them make some smarter deals, and I think, you know, even even you got to tip the cap even to the Cooley pick because you got to remember going back to that draft, like Shane Wright fell right into their lap. He was supposed to go number one. Mm-hmm. He dropped to number three, and they're sitting there. And they were like, mm, you know, we came into here going, we're taking Cooley, and we're going to keep, we're going to stick to it. And that wasn't easy. That, that, that could not have been easy. I, right now, it's easy, but, you know, you got you to gotta tip your cap to a GM that sticks to his guns in that situation and doesn't let that get to him. And there's no disrespect to Shane Wright. I hope that kid has a good career. And I think he still has a shot in Seattle to make a career, but Cooley's looking like he's legit right now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you, you got to tip your cap to, to them, the whole, the whole management group on that scouting department, everybody for, mm-hmm. for sticking to their guns and taking Cooley there. Mm-hmm. On even I me mean, going back, taking Barrett Hayton instead of Phil Zadina. Mm-hmm. Now Quinn Hughes was still on the board too. So to be fair on both sides of that, you know, but still, I mean, how different would this look if that's Zadina instead of Hayden? Mm-hmm. And it, but it, and that's where I think you know you got to get you got to be careful because you know hindsight's always twenty twenty. But it's you know they decided to take the center instead of the winger. Yep. I just think that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but anyway, yeah, no, I do. I I really, I really do think that this is a team that has a lot of pieces to build on, and they're building the right way. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm very 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 excited to see them this year and see what they can do so and it's funny because they beat the kings right in that that preseason game yes they did so they beat them and that's the team that you have them knocking out playoffs yeah mm-hmm. kind of funny yep. <laughs> <laughs> well that's the thing like to me like the pacific's just we've talked about how they're not very strong so i just i have three teams there and five teams in the in the central so 
it's yeah. kind of just like in the East at the Atlantic, you know, there's going to be, there's going to be a good team that misses the playoffs. So yeah, that's how it works. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Anything else you want to add on Arizona before we, we log off? Nope. I think I'm good. All right. Uh, actually one more thing, not on Arizona, but I meant to mention earlier. So I was watching some preseason action, just shouting out to LA. Uh, I was watching, uh, so it was, I think it was Monday night. I was watching the football game, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I guess Taylor Swift's dating a football player now and everybody's all talking about it. And I, I went on like a, a rant and I just started like saying some cuss words and yelling and stuff. And Sarah just rolled her eyes at me. I'm like, I'm putting hockey on. Screw football. So I put a preseason hockey game on. It was uh, Edmonton and Winnipeg. And I was watching it close because Gabe Velarde mm-hmm. is, was playing out. And they had Shifley playing. They had... Connor playing, Morrissey was, I believe Morrissey was playing, and their top power play unit, Gabe Velarde, was the bumper, mm. and he made a couple very nice plays on that power play, and I was like, hmm, maybe my hot take of Velarde getting more points in Dubois might actually work. <laughs> but yeah, he made a beautiful pass to Connor on a goal. He They had him next to the net, and he had like collected the puck and did a behind the back pass right on those blade and he potted it into the empty net so like yeah it's something to keep an eye out for maybe that hot take won't be too hot <laughs> i'm so excited for post this year when we're looking because you have all the hot takes written down looking at the hot takes and saying which actually i have all my hot takes. i didn't write any of your down i have all of mine written down too like going back and looking at it being like Oof, that was so far off yeah Ooh. and then like the ones that we're going to hit on because that i mean i again and some of them were, you know, hotter. Some of them were intentionally unrealistic, spicy ones. Some of them were not. And so it's going to be fun to look back and be yeah. like, that was a good one. For sure. Yeah. I'm going to, my plan is to type these all out and put them on a, put them on a post on the Instagram and let everyone comment what they think. And, and then everyone can see it as the year goes to see if anything becomes true. Yeah. That'll be great. Oh. All right. Well, this wraps up another episode of Glassbones Hockey Podcast. Thank you all for listening. You can find us on Instagram and you can leave us reviews on Spotify. Thank you all for listening. It's been great.